This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's Word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today, in Jesus' name. Well, good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter 19, and uh, we are we're in we're in where they're getting ready to meet God. And uh, I, I love to always when, when I'm uh, studying through the Bible, I also love to find passages and places in the Bible where it maybe give me gives me some insight into maybe some traditions or things that go on in the church that maybe not maybe are not uh, uh, overall important, but people place a lot of importance on those things. Uh, remember, the traditions of men are not nearly as important as well, they're not they're not they're not important at all, really. But the traditions of men, generally, the reason they are important are is because they they draw from, uh, some experience that maybe that congregation, that denomination, that group of people in that area uh, have had with God. And so uh, uh, something happened. Uh, they began to do that because because God moved in that area. And so even though it's a tradition of men, it's kind of like a tradition that's a standing stone. And you go, well, what's a standing stone? Well, a standing stone is a in the Old Testament is a place where uh, <clears throat> God moved, God did something, and they built an altar, or they set up a stone uh, on its side rather than stone laying flat on the ground. They would dig a little hole and let the stone sit standing straight up. And that is to remember, that's the place where God did this, and that's the place where God did that. And that's a very important principle in the Bible. Uh, it's an important principle to remember the things that God, have, God has done in your life. And so uh, when you set up a standing stone, uh, in your life, in whatever way that is. Now, I'm not telling you to go out there in your backyard and build Stonehenge, okay? But I am saying that there are things we do in our lives that are done for the purpose of remembering what God has done in our lives and be able to tell our children and our grandchildren about those things. And so, uh, if you're if you're if you're setting up standing stones in your life, if you're if you're building uh, stones in your life where you can remember what God's done, well, you're doing a biblical thing. You're doing something that God uh, has instructed us to do. And so uh, sometimes the traditions of men or the traditions of churches um, uh, reflect a time or a period in people's lives where uh, God did something and that tradition was, uh, was well, it grew out of that. And you know, oftentimes you'll have that you'll have that happen in such a way that it really becomes a impediment to God moving again because the tradition is more important than the movement of God or God's word at that moment. And so, uh, 
they, it can be a problem, whereas if you just write a book of remembrance, you set up a standing stone, that doesn't become an impediment to what God's doing. A tradition oftentimes can. And so, um, and so we ought to always evaluate our traditions. And oftentimes in my life, I just, as I'm reading through Scripture, I realize, oh, that's probably where this came from, and that's an idea uh, that they had when they were uh, when someone was experiencing God. Well, the the dressing up and the making your clothes as best as they can be, and wearing your and here's the here's the phrase that people use: wearing your Sunday best um, is is probably uh, born out of this passage and probably a tradition uh, that people have had. Uh, well, since ages back because of this passage, because when they when they went up on the mountain, it says, and the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Consecrate means to to prepare yourself, to cleanse. Uh, in, in the New Testament, uh, the Bible talks about, well, the Apostle Paul talks about uh, uh, not taking the uh, Lord's Supper, the cup and the bread, not taking that in an unworthy manner. And so uh, consecration in, in that regard would be, uh, well, it would just be uh, making sure that that your heart and your mind are uh, are cleansed, or, or you you're at a place of repentance about sin. You're a place you're at a place where you're spiritually in tune with God, and that uh, when you take the bread and the cup, you're taking it in, in such a way that it has its full impact on your body and and on your mind and on your heart about uh, about the the movement of God in your life. Uh, and 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 Paul says if you take it in an unworthy manner or an unconsecrated manner, I guess is the best way for me to describe it in context for today. If you take it in an unconsecrated or unworthy manner, the, Paul says there are many of you who are even sick, and and we know as well as well as uh, today better than maybe any time in the past that certain things cause us to become sick. Uh, that have nothing to do with uh, with the physical. They do have 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 everything to do with the mind and the heart. Meaning uh, worry, doubt, fear. All these things produce uh, uh, enzymes, produce uh, uh, things in our body that cause us to be sicker, that cause us to be hurt. And then Paul says, and even some of you are asleep. Meaning taking thing, meaning not using. Uh, the Lord's Supper in the way it was meant to be, which was to be recognize the payment of Jesus Christ and the provision of the Holy Spirit, the the blood, uh, meaning the sacrifice for sin, and then the provision of the Holy Spirit. In I mean the the bread being the sacrifice of sin and the blood being the provision of God's Spirit uh, in in our in our lives is is where we we when we take that in when we when we take that in we we we. We have peace. We have joy. We have purpose. We realize that uh, uh, this this whole life and this whole world that we live in is far more uh, uh, about God and about things beyond us than than inside of us. And then we realize what important role God has placed in our lives, uh, uh, following Him. And so there's peace and there's joy and there's purpose that comes from it. But if you don't take it in a in a worthy manner, well, you 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 heap upon yourself your own your own destruction if if you're walking in fear and then you take the lord's supper without without dealing with that fear before god uh, oftentimes now you condemn yourself over your fear so now you got fear and then the condemnation of fear 
And man, I mean, I mean, how much worse can it get? Or, or if you've got sin and then the condemnation of sin, you already knew the sin was bad, and now I'm taking the Lord's Supper in the midst of the sin. Or, and you just keep naming those things, and it just heaps pain and suffering, and it it it, it heaps destruction on you. And that's why we don't take those things in an unworthy manner. Well, uh, this idea of consecrating yourself and preparing yourself uh, that Moses had before they went up on the mountaintop. Uh, that idea of doing that is very important. And so uh, I can see how uh, churches uh, would, would say, wear your Sunday best. Do, you know, put this on because this is important. Now, now we, we understand in the culture that we live in, a lot of people don't have Sunday best. That doesn't, that's not something, and they're expensive. I mean, uh, you know, a suit and tie uh, costs you several hundred dollars and, uh, and, and it's not necessary in the in the in the sense of it's not necessary to wear a suit and tie to church every Sunday morning. Uh, this and and by the way, even in this in this uh, story here, this picture is important, but it's not important that you wear your nicest clothes to church. That's that's not what we should get out of this. What we should get out of this is that God wants us to clean our covering of sin. And and remember, nakedness is sin is is a picture of of sin, and it is nakedness, not nakedness. Nakedness is said outside of Alabama. In Alabama, we say nakedness. Okay, it is the covering of sin, and what covers your sin is the clothing. And remember, in the garden, we talked about this Sunday morning. In the garden, uh, the 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 sacrifice of the animal was made. The shedding of blood was made to provide for the covering of sin. And now we have a covering of sin that is that is the holiness and the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and His holiness and righteousness covers us. And so uh, we've gone from the from from all the way to Genesis to now we are covered in the holiness and righteousness of Jesus Christ. Wow! I mean, we've we've reached the fullness of it. And and this picture in the Old Testament, when, once you're born again. Once you've been uh, once you've been delivered out of Egypt, once you've crossed the Red Sea, once you've once you've gone through the wilderness and and received uh, received the water from the rock and uh, the water that was cleaned by the by by the uh, uh, plant by the trees uh, placed in it. Once you've once you've eaten the bread of life, once you've eaten the manna from heaven, once you've eaten all, all once all that's happened, all that's gone on. Uh, once all that's going on, it's time for now for you to meet God. For And when I say meet God, I'm talking about uh, see God for who he is. Really begin to understand God. Really begin to intake who God actually is. And you go, you don't do that when you're when you're being born again and when you're being redeemed and when you're being uh cleansed not not really not all the time no no you just you just you just have realizations about what god's done for you and you're beginning to receive those things and you're you're taking those things in but but you know there comes a time and there comes a day in a believer's life when he's been walking with god for a good long while and uh he's he he realizes that uh, this is the real deal god's real and uh god's really doing big things in the world around me and you begin to see God doing those big things, and you begin to see God changing uh, the world that you live in. And when that happens, boy, that's a that's a reality check about about what you're doing. You you move to the next level uh, in life. You move to the next level with God, who who He is and what He's doing. And so uh, 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 that is that is kind of going up on the mountain. I mean, that's the that's the idea that we have here. And God, by the way, I want you to hear this. 
I want you to go up on the mountain. He, he, he desires that you take that trip and that you come meet with him. So the reason he bought you out. I mean, I want you to hear me today. Uh, as far as God's concerned, what mattered bringing you out of Egypt, uh, all those things are glorifying to him, him and wonderful. But what matters is, is that he wants you to make you that treasured possession. And uh, it, it matters to God. God's a jealous God. He, he wants to have that relationship with you. He, he wants that. So all this stuff is being done so that you can actually go to the mountain and meet with God. I mean, that's that's why we're doing it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm telling you that, that myself to me. Why are we doing this? Not so we can do real good works. It's so that we can meet with the King of Kings. The good works will come. But we're meeting with the king of kings. That's why we're doing this. And so he said, have them wash their clothes, which means means get your get your covering right. Get 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 the the holiness and righteousness that Christ has provided you. Get it right. Get it washed up and clean before you go meet with God so that you can walk in the full power that God has for you. And, uh, you know, that that's required too. you know, when you repent of sin, all the sin in your life and you turn to Christ, that doesn't mean that you've dealt with all the sins of, of your life. That just means that you've uh, you've 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 decided to turn from you and turn to God. Well, when you wash your clothes, you're really you're really getting rid of the things that, uh, uh, as the Apostle Paul said, so easily entangle you. And you know what those are for you. And I know what they are for me. And so if we've got these things that so easily entangle us, they so easily uh, they so easily cause problems in our lives. If we've got those things going on, what do we need to do? Wash your clothes. Wash your clothes uh, and, and consecrate yourself. And it takes a little time to do that. It takes Sometimes it takes some fasting. Sometimes it takes some praying. Sometimes it takes some reorienting your life so that you're no longer uh, uh, associated and involved with those things. I see young people do that oftentimes a lot in their life. You know, they lived one way, they're teenagers, they acted this way, they did that. And then all of a sudden they realize, you know, uh, God's moving, God's doing something. I got children, I got, I got a job, I got this going on in my life, I got that going on in life. And they realize all of a sudden they come to a realization, you know, it's time for us to really go on the mountain. I mean, if, if we're going to really, if life's going to really be what God wants it to be for us, we got to go up there on that mountaintop. We got to meet with God. We got to, we got to get our lives where they need to be so that, so that we can, we can have the very best for our children and the very best for, for, um, uh, the, the community we live in and the church that we're in. We, we got to get, we got to get things right and get things straightened out. I mean, how many of y'all have, how many of y'all have dealt with that and seen that go on in people's lives? Well, it does. And, and, and they, you know what they're realizing? They're realizing they need to wash your clothes. That's what they're realizing. They're realizing they need to, they need to clean the clothes. Uh, and let me tell you something. My wife and I are a little bit uh, neat freaks. Uh, you come to our house anytime, at almost anytime, and everything is pretty much in place. Uh, uh, the only time it's not in place is when family comes over and we hang out. But I can tell you this, within 30 minutes of them leaving, everything's back in place. Maybe when Naomi and the and, and, and the kids come, uh, that's that's great. Nate, you go, know who's Naomi? That's my granddaughter. When she shows up, she's in charge, uh, even though she's an infant. Uh, and so we'll, we'll dishevel everything and move everything out of the way for all her stuff. But, uh, when she's gone, where's everything's back in place. And you know what? Sometimes in your life, you've got to get to that point where you clean your clothes and you get everything back in place because you realize you're kind of sliding in the wrong direction. You're headed toward disaster. If you keep doing the things that you've been doing, 
And, you know, that's an important principle to get. That's an important idea to have. Uh, you got to figure that out. And so it says, and, and he said, I want you to be ready on the third day. He says, I want you to wash your clothes uh, because on that day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Now, notice what's the whole purpose of it. God's going to come down to meet his people. Uh, and let me tell you something. You, you don't want God meeting you with your clothes dirty, okay? And that doesn't have anything to do with wearing Sunday best, okay? Although that's a great picture of it. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying that tradition's a bad tradition. I, I think that I think that's an apt and 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 a direct corollary for this uh for this uh passage. But uh what it really means is you got to get your life oriented in the right way so that God can really use you, you know, make yourself a vessel that can be used. And uh that's what that's what God means when he says consecrate yourself. Put limits for the people around the mountain and tell them, be careful what you do approaching the mountain to touch it with the, the foot, the foot of it, meaning God didn't want them to come up on the mountain until the right time. And by the way, uh, there is a time when God has set aside for a uh, for a mountaintop experience for you. And when you uh, have that experience, you realize this was a special day as Everything came together perfectly for me to meet with God on this mountain. And that happens a lot of Sundays, a lot of Sundays in our church. I'm so proud uh, to pastor a church where people uh, people are willing to do the hard spiritual work of praying and fasting and, and uh, preparing their hearts and minds so that they can be warriors and they can be spiritual warriors there in in the worship service, singing and 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 praying and preparing, so that there's an atmosphere built where mountaintop experiences can be had, not just for them, but can be had by everybody. And let me tell you something: the more mountaintop experiences that you have, the more you realize, you know, uh, God wants you on the mountain most of the time, and so you begin to orient your life so that you can be uh, mountain topping a lot. And and the only time you kind of come off the mountains when some Something happens in somebody's life and you move down that mountain to provide the first aid and the help that needs to be provided so that they can have that opportunity. And then you realize, you know, I'm I'm not just a, a mountain climber. I'm not just a person that goes up on top of the mountain. I'm a person that guides people to that mountain. And so uh, uh, I, I'm glad that we have opportunities pretty regularly, almost every Sunday, for somebody to have an experience with God that maybe they've never had before and a life-changing hope that they've never seen before. And, uh, and, and that only happens at the right time when things are prepared. And so God's telling them, don't, don't come up on this mountain and just treat it as an unholy thing. Treat it as an important thing. He says, whoever touches the mountain is to be put to death. It's, it's important. You need to hear this. He's saying it is important that you, you treat this as, as, as the significant, uh, event of life that it is. He says, they are to be stoned or shot with arrows, not a hand is to be laid on them, meaning don't touch them once they touch the mountain. Meaning if they if they if they treat it as an unholy thing, the meeting with God, then you don't touch them. Uh, they're to be stoned or shot. God means business about this. Uh, mountaintop experiences are important. And God God comes down to meet his people. When God comes down to meet his people, it's important to him. And he wants it done the right way. And so he says they are to be stoned and shot with arrows. Not a hand be laid on them. No person or animal shall be permitted to live. Only when the ram's horn sounds a long blast may they approach the mountain. And that's the, that's the, uh, that's the call of God. When God calls, that's when you come to the mountain. When, you, when the timing's right, that's when, you, that's when you come to the mountain. After Moses had gone down the mountain to the people, he consecrated them. And they washed their clothes. 
And then he said to them, prepare yourselves for the third day. It's, and notice he also says, abstain from sexual relationships. What he's saying is, get out of the flesh and get into the spirit. And uh, and well, I could spend a whole day on that, but it's not that having sexual relations between a husband and wife is bad. What it means is, is that you need to be focused. You need to be focused, laser focused on the spiritual, and you need to put the physical aside and allow the physical to be right uh, and, and, and you focus your heart and your mind on what God's doing and set the physical, uh, to the side and get yourself prepared. Uh, and, and by the way, that's how you have a mountaintop experience. If you're saying, I, I don't really ever have one, that's how you do it. You, uh, you, you clean yourself up. You, you get your heart and your mind focused on what God's doing. You invest in God, invest in God. And then, and then you lay aside the same things of the world for a time. God says, don't do this a long time because obviously he wants husbands and wives to have that intimate relationship and he doesn't want that to be broken because of uh, spiritual things. A lot of people have used this in the wrong way. Uh, but, but, but what he wants us to do sometimes is set aside some moments and, and some time for mountaintop experiences, for meeting with God. And uh, we're going to talk about that more and more next few days because uh this is this is the pinnacle of what god desires he desires to meet with you and so uh i pray that you'll learn from this i pray that you'll grow i pray that you'll figure out uh, uh what uh, god's purpose is for you on the mountain but i also pray that you'll figure out how to uh how to pre prepare an environment uh where other people can have that mountaintop experience As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.